The Last Word with Matt Cooper. If you're one of the 340,000 public servants who were affected by the failure of government and trade unions to strike a new pay deal, let us know what you think to 0874100102. We will have the Public Expenditure Minister Pascal Donoghue with us during the 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock hour, and I'll put my questions to him then and your questions as well. But first, Daniel Murray, political correspondent with the Business Post, is with us. Why has the deal not been struck, Daniel? Yeah, Matt, so in the early hours of this morning, unions did reject a 2.9 billion offer from the government, which is a proposal to increase public sector pay by an average of 8.5% over the next two and a half years. And, and the reason the unions gave is that it didn't adequately reflect the level of inflation of recent years, as well as the projected inflation over the next two and a half years. And they said, therefore, it was completely unacceptable. Um, the talks were suspended last night without agreement. And this is after the pre previous public sector pay deal, which was called Building Momentum, had actually timed out at the end of 2023. So that means that there's currently no legal requirements for industrial peace in place anymore and the unions could technically strike at any point. Uh, and certainly they are threatening to do that now, having finalised wording around industrial action ballots uh, this morning after they rejected that deal and saying that they're poised to launch those ballots in uh, the days ahead. So I think it's hoped uh, by both sides that they can get back around the table and get negotiating again uh, but 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 certainly uh, uh, the initial deal from the government has has been rejected what do the unions want how much more do they want than this eight percent well, they're, they're playing their cards quite close to their chest uh, and despite speaking to different union sources about this, they haven't been willing to to disclose that. But basically what, what they're saying is that this is an offer of 8.5% 8, 8. increase over the next two and a half years. And while that is in excess of inflation, which is projected over those two and a half years, it doesn't take into account the level of inflation of the last couple of years. So unions say that they got an average of 9.5% pay increases over the last three years, but inflation ran at approximately double that, around 19%. So you'd have to imagine that they, you know, they want to ratchet up that certainly by, by a couple more percent. Where exactly the land is anyone's guess at this stage, but you'd have to expect from the government side that they aren't willing to move uh, uh, much more beyond the 8.5%. And if they do get back around the table, could it be 9, 9 9.5, 10%? Uh, you can't imagine it being much more than that that the government are willing to go. What about the allowances that were given, such as for the discounts on the electricity bills which everybody got including public servants but has that been argued as by the government as a remedial measure against the effects of inflation? That is certainly the point being put forward by the government um, that there were measures, cost of living measures in multiple budgets um, that were taken to, to address inflation across the entire economy, not, not just for public sector workers, uh, but it certainly did include them. And not only the likes of electricity credits, as you say, but also taxation measures, income tax measures that has seen everybody better off. So the unions themselves have said that they do recognise those initiatives and they do take them, them into account in terms of what they're demanding. So they're not looking to claw back all of the inflation of recent years, but certainly they want a better deal than the 8.5% that's currently on the table. And what's the anticipation for inflation over the next couple of years? So the anticipation for the year ahead is in and around 3% and I think it drops even below that projections of, of 2.5%. But 
of course if we're to learn anything from recent years is making projections uh, about inflation might be might be a fool's game but certainly uh, the inflation environment has improved dramatically uh, and that is part of the argument being put forward by the government as well is that you know they're offering uh, these uh, pay increases in an environment where inflation is falling and could fall even further we have problems with staff retention in many parts of the public service and also issues with recruitment. Would that not suggest that pay has to increase to try and fill all the gaps? Certainly, uh, that is an argument that could be put forward, and I'm sure it's something that uh, that the unions would say. But uh, you know, average public sector pay tends to outstrip um, uh, uh, the type of pay that is available in in the private sector in, in similar um, roles all ever uh, already. And also, there are capacity constraints in the economy already with 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 regards to labour. So, increasing pay uh, may not be exactly the way to to attract people in. So, these are additional issues. Pay makes up one of the part parts of trying to attract people into particular industries um, but I think the government would argue that uh, public sector workers are are already well paid and have good terms and conditions and, and terms and conditions that can be better than their counterparts in the private sector. Does the government have more than 2.9 billion a year available to it if it has to spend more money? Well, that, that's a good question. I mean, the government is is in many ways rolling in money at the moment because of the level of corporate tax receipts that have been coming in in recent years. Now, they've warned that those corporate tax receipts could be windfall in nature and could disappear uh, at any stage. And of course, they're trying to park a number of those uh, revenues in kind of long-term investment funds uh, so that they don't end up committing them into the kind of recurrent uh, 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 public spending like public sector pay. Um, So they will certainly be trying to limit uh, the amount they increase public sector pay by exactly because it is that kind of permanent recurring expenditure, the type of which is is very risky to be putting additional money into. But do the unions have the government over a barrel to the extent that this is less than six months away from local and European elections, the potential for a general election this year. Does the government really want to deal with strikes by nurses, by teachers, by doctors, by Gardaí, whoever might be covered by these pay talks? They certainly won't want to be dealing with that in in an election year. And in some ways, you know, the next week will be somewhat of a game of chicken uh, on, on both sides because... Uh, the unions have themselves finalised wording around industrial action, but they haven't launched those ballots just yet. And they're kind of threatening to do so. You know, I, I would imagine, even though a date hasn't been set for the reconvening of talks at the Workplace Relations Commission, I would imagine they will be back around the table next week and they'll get another bite at this. But if they can't get agreement at that stage, you would imagine balloting for industrial action begins. And at that stage, it could become a bit of a runaway train. And for that reason that I mentioned earlier, Earlier, which is that since the last pay deal has timed out, there are no industrial peace clauses in place, uh, which means that there's kind of no legal protections from strikes and either the unions moving together or individual unions could begin to strike uh, and they may not be able to gain back control of, of that situation. That's certainly something that Pascal Donoghue, the public expenditure minister, will want to avoid and something that the government won't, won't want to see happen. So you'd have to imagine they're willing to move somewhat uh, and increase their their offer, but I, I think there's a limit to how much they're willing to do that. But don't these things always get sorted eventually? Isn't there a certain degree of brinksmanship poker playing going on here? 
that there, there, there is an argument that much of this is choreographed and uh, can you ever do a public sector pay deal in in one bite um, you, you kind of have to have the theatre of uh, of rejecting deals and, and going away and, and, and ratcheting things up so um, look uh, I think everybody is expecting some kind of a deal to be done in the coming weeks but because those industrial peace clauses aren't in place there is a chance that this brinkmanship if pushed too far things could get out of control and as one union source described to me at the weekend the government could lose control of industrial relations for really the first time in in 40 years and that is something that the government definitely don't want to see happen thank you very much daniel murray political correspondent of the business post the last word with matt cooper weekdays from 4 30 today